For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another episode of the Blue Crew, a New York Rangers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. It is Super Bowl Sunday, but as you're listening, it is Monday to kick off the new week. And what a fucking week it was for the Rangers. I think they won all four games that they played last week against Calgary, Vancouver, Seattle, and Carolina to top it off. It was a lot of fun. Yep. If you listen to our episode on Friday, we talked about Vladimir Tarasenko, so we're not going to talk about the trade too much today. But this is a jam-packed episode, topping it off with an interview with Scotty Gomez, fucking legend. We had a great time talking to him for over an hour, so many laughs. But before we do anything more, I do want to introduce my co-host, Cody Frankel. Cody, what's going on, dude? How was your weekend? Introduce me, baby. Um, was it was good, one? man. <laughs> you, you said, I want to introduce my co-host. Like, the, like people don't, like, what? Just say, I want to kick know. it to my co-host, you weirdo. Well, if someone's um, listening for the first time, they don't know you. Or me, I guess, yeah, for that okay, matter. Buddy. Okay. Um, all right. Keep keep uh, doing it. All right. Anyways. <laughs> so, Johnny's dying over there. Nobody really knows why. Um, you me. Yeah, you kill me back. Uh, I'm pumped for the Super Bowl today as we're recording. It's Sunday. Big game tonight. Got some money on both teams. A little hedge. So, we'll see how that goes. Um, but anyways, <laughs> what are you giggling at? I don't know. You're so, like, goofy. I love you. You're not goofy, dude. You look like you came straight out of eight crazy nights, bro. Your hair is okay. Forget yeah, it. Yeah, my hair's all, all like uh, you're acting. You're acting like your hair is normal right now, but it's not. Just so you know. Um, but no. anyways, just uh, yeah, just you know, fuck off. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> now the weekend was really good so far. Just pretty, pretty chill, pretty low key. But you know what's so weird, dude? This weather has been wild this weekend. It's going from 20 degrees to 56 degrees to 25 degrees to today, 34 degrees. Yesterday was beautiful out, a little cold, but beautiful. It's just so inconsistent. But you know what's so consistent? Allbirds. Allbirds, Marina Wool Runners are freaking awesome. Uh, I have them. I actually have maybe three pairs. Um, I've been on Allbirds for quite some time right now, maybe maybe like four or five years already. And You got me on them. Yeah, I did get you on them. And the wool runners are so comfortable. Um, they're odorless, which is awesome. So you can literally wear them without socks if you want to. And just, you know, they're they're pretty much for like any occasion, whether you're mm -hmm. doing date night, whether you're uh, going out with the boys or girls, uh, whether you're just chilling and lounging on your couch. They are so comfortable. The quality on them is unbelievable. And on top of that, they're machine washable, which is huge. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is honestly nothing to me as comfortable as Albert shoes, um, especially the wool runners, which are, I think pretty much their bread and butter product. Uh, they're just unbelievable, honestly. 
And uh, you can now get a discounted pair of free socks. So actually not even discounted, but a pair of free socks with a purchase over $100. Use our code, Blue Crew-Socks, all lowercase. Blue Crew-Socks, all lowercase. And discover your perfect pair at allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Let's go Allbirds, baby. I got the I got the white pair, the all white pair, and I wore them to the office on Wednesday. And like literally within five minutes, I spilled my coffee on my shoes. So I was like in the kitchen, like cleaning off my shoes to kick off the work day. Lucky for you, you could throw those right in the wash and get them cleaned up. Yeah, um, but no, I, I seriously do want to thank you also for hooking me on them because Auburn's they are super comfortable. I already have two pairs. Um, I'm wearing their socks yeah, back right to now. Some... You are. Yeah, they're so comfortable. <laughs> Good flexibility. Uh, like let's that. get into some Rangers talk. I actually want to kick it off first off by giving a shout out to Yaroslav Halak, man. Seven straight wins for a backup yeah, goalie. A only, only backup to ever do that in Rangers history. Halak's on fire. And, and honestly, he played so well in that first period because the Rangers were mm-hmm. outplayed heavily in the first period. Like, luckily for that power play goal from Zibanejad that got them going. But it was all Carolina, I thought, to kick things off. And, and rightfully so. The Rangers were playing the second night of a back-to-back third game in four days carolina had 10 days of rest but halak really stood on his head i thought in the first 20 minutes and helped this team get a win last night in carolina yeah he was he was unreal and i also want to give you some snaps because you did call that it was going to be 2-2 halak igor split this week mm-hmm. um and that's what they went with so that and was, for anyone who listened on friday i said rangers money line saturday rest first rust carolina hadn't played in, in 10 days rangers and feeling pretty sure good showed it i mean mm-hmm. Can we just can we just take a pause and, and talk about our Temi Panarin for a second? Yeah, that was sick. because like four goals. Are you kidding me? I mean, mm-hmm. we haven't seen that since the Mika five gamer. And honestly, you know, people have given Panarin a lot of flack for not shooting the puck because um, he's such a you know high IQ player, such a pass first mm-hmm. guy. Dude, when he when he shoots the puck, man, it, it's just like what he can do with it. His his wrist shot is so fast, like the snapshot and and just his first goal skill. was snipe. It was snipe, and I mean, the the crazy thing about him is like if he wanted to, he could probably be a forty goal a year player. Honestly, I think like mm-hmm. he could be a forty goal a year player, but he kind of you know wants to get those seventy eighty assists and and would be okay with twenty goals if it, if it means team wins. And like, I appreciate that. And you know, that's why he's one of my favorite athletes. And I just, I just love what this guy does and like what he brings. And he brings such a fun energy to the team yeah. too. So, um, you know, good on him. I'm pumped for him. That was, that was awesome to see. And then, uh, you know, obviously I was, I was closer than you this week in our predictions because you said we'd go two yeah. and two, like you always do. And mm-hmm. I said three and one, so suck it. Um, but mm-hmm. anyways, you know, I, I think that, this team is is taking it to another level with with Tarasenko. Like even if Tarasenko, I know he scored a goal, which was awesome, um, yeah. in his first like two minutes as a Ranger. But even it, even in a game like last night where he had zero points, you can just feel the energy and the vibe of this team has shifted, and you could see that now they're ready to go. And you know, we talked like a week ago that does anybody scare you? besides like Carolina and Boston, like we just dummied Carolina for the second time this year. I, I can't say they're a better team than us. You know, they could beat up on other teams and 
have more points than us, but I can't say they're a better team than us. I, I think to be fair, and you know, I'm always I'm always the harsh critic, I think, right? Like that's just how our dynamic works. You could say we dummied them, sure, it was six two, great win. I, I don't think for sixty minutes that the Rangers were the better team. Backup. Yeah. But I, I don't think for sixty minutes the Rangers were the better team. I, I do think I would say Halak for fifty. Halak played really well and the power play scored. I, I think mm-hmm. everything, you know, listen, I'm not I'm not discrediting the Rangers. But I still think you there are. is another level to get to, you know? Okay. Well, here's the thing. But also, third we game in four nights, second night of we, a back-to-back. They, yes. And also, we outplayed them in the first, no question about it. In the second, they probably No, no, no. They outplayed, outplayed us in the first. I, I disagree. I disagree. Carolina? Carolina dominated us in the first period. Okay. In terms of shot possession, yeah, okay. I guess so. Fine. But... Dude, the first five minutes, they were buzzing. Okay. That's fine. But what I was going to say was what I was going to say was like the second period, I think they outplayed us slightly to begin. And obviously they were winning two to one for like the first 15 minutes of that second period. And I think that Panarin goal that originally some people thought it was like Mika or something. I don't know, but that Panarin goal, I think set the tone for the game and kind of shifted the dynamics. So like, even if they did outplay us in the first, like whatever, I, I think from the last like five minutes in the last 20 minutes, like, Halak played good enough to keep us in the game and, and yeah. we weren't playing bad. So we played like well enough to keep us right there and toe to toe with them, which gave us that shift when Panarin scored that, I guess that was his first goal of four. Yeah. So he scored that goal. And then dude, in the third, it was just off to the races. Yeah. I mean, what mm-hmm. also props to Gallant. Cause I'm sure Gallant like fired them up at second intermission. Cause whatever he did, I mean, they came Ends out in that line, third. Too. Yeah. I mean, they came out in that third, just, just going off. Also want to shout out the Ranger fans that showed up in North Carolina. I mean, this picture is just insane. Look at this. Like the, Dude, the Ranger fans you know were it. loud, man. That was, you know that was Ranger awesome. South, man. I don't know if we want to talk too, too, too much further about uh, everything. I know we talked a lot on Friday after the Tarasenko trade happened. Mm-hmm. Um, or Thursday, I think we should rather. talk. Thursday. Yeah, I think we should talk a little bit about some of our guys really heating up. I think Philip Heedle, what he's doing, obviously is unbelievable. But um, you know, a couple other guys I really want to like shine the light on here who have just been elevating their game in every aspect the last ten games or so. Trocheck, Lafreniere, and Kako, man, the, these kids, and and then Trocheck, dude, they have been playing phenomenal the last 10 games or so. I, I think Lafreniere maybe has like eight points in 10 games or seven points. Kako's got to be around the same. And then Trocek seven points in his last five games. I mean, dude, they're heating up at the right time for us. They're finally coming in like together. And, and we got a deep lineup now. And I'm curious to see if this is the squad we're going to battle with or maybe there's like one more tweet coming. So in their last 10 games, I'll just read off some stats here. Mm-hmm. Vincent Trocek, two goals, six assists. Alexi Lafreniere, three goals, five assists. Philip Heedle, seven goals, four assists. Capo Caco, two goals, eight assists. But also, shout out to Mika as well. Mika's got eight goals and two assists in his last 10 games. Yeah, Pretty that's impressive. crazy. Caco's yeah. 10 points in his last 10 games. That's that's beast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's, yeah. That's no, dude, beast. it's that's literally beast. Um, it <laughs> is, it, it, it's going to be fun to watch this team for the rest of the year and I, I told you last week, man, but something about this team, man, I, I, I feel the dynamic has shifted and I, I, I feel the vibe change. And like, I don't, I can't see them losing in seven games with Igor to anyone. I mean, you, you want to argue Boston fine, but dude, 
Boston's six games up on us. At one point, they were like 14 games up on us. They're six games up on us, okay? And guess what? Over the, uh, Wait, no, I need to say something, actually, because yeah. over, the last tw- over the last 25 games, the Rangers are 19-4-2, and two, and Boston, over the last 25 games, I believe are like 18 6 and and 1 or something like that. So we have a they're they're very good, but we have a better record than them over the last 25 games and and that's something very important to keep of note because really just shows the first quarter of the season they what they did was unprecedented and they went like 19 and 4 or like 20 and 4 or whatever it was, you know. Mm-hmm. And the Rangers are on a five game heater right now as they head to the West Coast for this very important three game West Coast road trip um which should be a lot of fun. We'll talk about that. Uh, at the end of the episode. Um, do you want to go into fan questions now? Yeah. Uh, let's kick it off. We got five questions this week. And the first one is a good one from CJW underscore zero eleven. Were you surprised with Kane's comments about his disappointment not being the one? And Absolutely. for those of you who are unfamiliar with the comment, I'll put it up right here. This is what Patrick Kane said after Tarasenko was traded to the Rangers. If things were going to happen, that was a team I was definitely looking at. It seems like they kind of filled their void and went ahead and made a deal. So it is what it is. Absolutely. Weren't you? Like, when's the last time you've heard of a superstar actively complaining that another team made a trade that wasn't for him? It's yeah. it's pretty unheard of, honestly. Yeah. No, I, I actually, I love it, though. I mean, everyone who's questioning if Kane's going to stay in Chicago, I think it's clear now that he wants out, right? Like, he basically put that out in the open that he's, not trying to stay there well, unless the Rangers were the only team he wanted to go to. I don't that's know. what I was going to say. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. What if there's only like two or three teams that he's willing to make the move to? And, you mm-hmm. know, if there is only two teams, now one team's off the list. So yeah. what if the other team doesn't want you? Then he's going to be stuck in Chicago for the rest of his days. So I think it'd be cool to see him go to Jersey and play with Jack Hughes. That'd be a lot of fun to watch. Not good for us, I guess, but fun to watch. Actually, it fan. might be good for us because he might like, be out for the season like two weeks in who knows so true all right let's go to the next one from pete maloney do y'all think tarasenko takes a pay cut and stays with the rangers after the season i would love that this specific instance reminds me a little of the bruins trading for hampus lindholm um you know lindholm was on his expiring deal and he basically said he was going to go to market and played with the Bruins and really liked the chemistry that the team had. And they locked him up long-term. Uh, they they didn't have much money either, and they found a way to lock him up long-term. And I think, you know, with, with players of this caliber, it really, really depends how he does these next 30 games and in playoffs. Because I know I just brought it to the Hampus Lindholm trade, but another trade that comes to mind for me when you're trading with for this type of player is the Eric Stahl trade from a couple of years ago where he came to us and (laughs) yeah, yeah. He came to us and he didn't do shit and we didn't resign him. We just let him go. And then the next year he had like 40 goals for the wild. He clearly wasn't made to play in New York. So I think Tarasenko is absolutely built for New York, but to answer your question, I don't know. Uh, I, I think they're, they're crazy type tight as it is against the cap and i mean jury's gonna have to literally work his magic wand and and figure something out and get somebody to move uh because I, I don't know what else they can do what do, what do you think john i was gonna say that i don't i don't see i think we talked about it for, uh thursday as well i don't see tarasenko necessarily taking a pick up but i could see one of those younger kids like 
taking a two-year deal, two-year kind of pay cut uh, to stay here. Because, listen, Tarasenko's in the back end of his career, and I think he's going to want all the money he can get as he you know, comes closer to retirement. Whereas the kids, you know, like Heedle, Miller, and uh, you know Lafreniere, Kako. Well, Kako's on the bridge already. Heedle, uh, Lafreniere, and Miller, you know, they're in their contract years, and maybe they could take a two-year deal with a small pay cut to stay in New York and try to win a cup right now while this team, you know, is right in that brink of being a Stanley Cup contender. Or, you know, if you consider them a contender right now, which I actually am at that point almost where they are, to me, a top five team in the league. I'd say they're a top five team in the league if they're if they're playing the way they are right now. Um, this fucking goofy-haired motherfucker. Uh, but you know what I mean? I, I think I think those three are more likely to take a cut right now while they're young in their career than a guy like Tarasenko would. I disagree with you. And the reason I'm going to say that is Tarasenko's coming off an eight-year, $60 million contract. He's made his money. He's made really good money. Uh, he's not going to get that type of deal again. Like at most a team will give him three or four years. I, I mm-hmm. truly believe because he is injury prone. Why not take another shot to win another cup? I think, you know, great players win multiple cups. I think he wants another one. Um, he's excited to be here. His one of his like three closest NHL friends is on the Rangers mm-hmm. in Panarin and they're together. All the again. videos that are so cute. Yeah. I mean, if he loves it here, what what's to yeah. say he wouldn't take, you know, I don't know, a three year five per deal or Mm -hmm. 355 like whatever you know i think if drury gets ahead of this and talks to him and has honest and candid conversations with him saying like listen we love you here we understand you're gonna have to do what you gotta do but we would love to have you back like you never know you never know let's go into the next one puck talk cs underscore podcast shout out to those guys good friends of the show uh all right for real kravstab a ranger after the deadline done with his whole script He's gone, man. There's, I would, I would bet my friendship with Johnny that he's gone. I agree. Um, I think Jones will be gone also. Really? Yeah. the The reason, the reason I don't think Jones will be gone is because what, what are you trading him for? Like, we don't have, we don't have, un- unless they're trading for. I we've mentioned this guy a bunch, but someone like Tanner Janot or something like like Tyler Mott's not going to get Zach Jones in return. You know what I mean? Like. I just don't see what the value would be because um, Jones is still Jones is still a guy with high upside. Um, but yeah, maybe you're right. But I do actually want to want to uh, jump back to a few weeks and say eat it because I told you Othman was going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Respect. Um, all right. Yeah, I think Kraft's house gone also. <clears throat> Let's go into the next one. This is a, a little more of a fun one. Drums all day, 757. What's your typical order from Starbucks? Johnny's typical order from Starbucks is a latte with almond milk and vanilla because he's. We talked about this yesterday, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is my order. Mine's either just a nice coffee with almond milk or a nice latte with almond milk, one, one or the mm-hmm. other. Yeah, I need the But I actually don't. I actually don't love starbucks lattes believe it or not oh you know what i like from starbucks a lot the hot cafe mistos which is like hot coffee it's it's just hot coffee and you get either whatever type of milk you get and they steam it on top and like foam it in it's good pretty good i'm 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 just you know i stick to my my latte pretty much i don't really change it up you're basic you're basic i got you and the last one and this is a this is a funny one (laughs) tyler palumbo do you guys hate each other (laughs) no we we love each other um it also so i love cody but it's so much fun to hate him (laughs) and 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 likewise like 
I'm as I'm sitting here, I'm looking at Johnny's hair, and I just want to rip it out, but I can't. I know. But, yeah. So you know, it's like. Um, but actually, no, like, I'm we, tearing up like I'm laughing my ass off right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I just make him laugh a lot. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's his. He he takes too many CBD gummies and then just can't stop with the giggles. But uh, no, we don't hate each other. I actually didn't take any for this. I didn't take any. Mm-hmm. Pure joy. But I think um, maybe maybe one day we'll uh, we'll post some screenshots from our group chat with Alex and AJ on Twitter or something. A lot of a lot of good laughs every day in that group chat uh, with Alex and AJ Castiglia. Uh, some of you guys may know them, the Blue York crew. But um, yeah, I think that wraps it up this week for fan questions. Before we go into our interview with Scotty Gomez, I want to talk to you guys about Magic Mind. So for the last couple of weeks, Cody and I have been using Magic Mind just to get us through the day a little bit. Like we talked about our Starbucks order. Uh, not every day you want to buy a $9 coffee in New York. So it's great to have something like Magic Mind, a little shot of matcha to get you going in the day. Um, you know, I, I typically replace it with my coffee on a Tuesday or Wednesday when I'm in the office or Thursday sometimes because... For me, I, I like to save the money and I like to have that little burst of energy and it allows me to focus on my task at hand throughout the day. So if you want to drink Magic Mind just like Cody and I, go to www.magicmind.co slash blue crew. That's www.magicmind.co slash blue crew and use our code blue crew to get your own Magic Mind and they are giving 56% off over the next 10 days. So go get your magic mind shot right now. If you are looking for something to replace your coffee with and to get that caffeine boost, uh, go to magic mind. There's nothing better. And with that, we're going to kick it over to Scotty Gomez. Hope you guys enjoy this interview. This week on the blue crew, we're really happy to welcome on a new friend of ours, even though I think we might've gotten off on the wrong foot. Trying didn't to get off on the wrong. Is this live? Is this live? People can see this, this is live. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Can I cuss? Oh, yeah. What do you got? No, can I cuss or? Yeah, say what the fuck oh. you want. Well, no, no. Go, go with your weak speech again. I just, I didn't know that. Yeah. You guys, you know, go <laughs> I ahead. love it. Okay. Well, I was about to compliment <laughs> you. A two-time Stanley Cup winner. Calder Trophy winner. New York Ranger from 2007, 2009. Number 19, but we liked him better as 23, I guess. Scotty Gomez. Scotty, <laughs> and I'll explain on? that later, but, well, you know, go ahead. What happened in 19? I'm sure we'll get into that, but I don't want to start with hockey. I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. He's on tour right now. I know you're a Springsteen guy now as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, well, tell the story. Do you want me to tell the story how it happened? Well, I want to ask if you're going to any show on the tour right now. I just saw he played in Orlando, so it's like for anyone. Any chance you can see that guy, you got to go. Whether yeah, whether you're a fan or not, it, it really is. It's like going to a live hockey game. Once you go there, you're just gonna, you're just you're you're fantasized by it. It's it's it's, it's unreal. Well, I just want to follow up. I know you told that story a couple of years ago on Chicklets. I don't want to make you repeat the story. No, no, no. But can you well, talk I about? Told, like... I haven't told it on your show, so what the fuck? All right, yeah, go for it. Rip it. Well, ask the question, then I'll. You know. So, Scotty, how did you become a Bruce Springsteen fan? We're in Jersey about nine weeks early before camp. I don't even know if that was legal back then, but. Uh, <laughs> It's basically the guys that they thought were going to, or Lou, you know, they thought they were, had a chance kind of to make it, let's say. And the only reason why I say that is because uh, if you look at the group, and it started, uh, Slava Fatisov was the assistant coach, and Slava brought in Vladimir Bure, Pavel Bure's dad. And mm-hmm. so I got put in that group, and then it, it started with seven of us, I believe, like I, maybe eight, but at the end there was only four of us that lasted. Like Shelton Surrey had already played in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot who Dennis Peterson. They anyway they dropped out because <laughs> after 
but the guys like me, Colin White, it was Sergey Breland, Vladimir Sharanov, and Pierre Dagenet. And we, we had no say. Like, it's all minor league guys, and it's us that come in. So the mm-hmm. minor league guys work out at 7 to, like, 8 or 9, and they're done. And our day just started. It was 7 in the morning. You go run at the track or on a field. You go run from 7 to about 10. Uh, afterwards, you play tennis. tennis. And then, yeah, because Vladdy – Tennis was uh-huh. important to him. And plus, he, he loved tennis. Good workout. Yeah. I think he I think he brought that in. That's so, fair. Well, it wasn't fair because it's something you had to do. <laughs> so we had to play tennis. And then we all ate lunch together at Angelo's right next to the Turtle Brook Inn. You got two hours to sleep. And then you had to go back to the gym from, uh, you know, I think it was like three to six, three to five. It was, it was, it was that's, yeah. that's Monday through Wednesday. Wednesday was track day and then you got a sauna day and then <laughs> but we worked out till saturday so six days a week none of i mean i'm coming from juniors yeah i, I i've never worked like not in the best shape <laughs> well it's not even that i'm there nine weeks early and i'm 19 so you get in shape in about a week yeah. but it still was like the hardest thing we've ever done in our lives mm-hmm. like you can't even explain it like and we got this crazy russian and the best part was it took a while. We couldn't understand Vladdy. We did 6,200s and everything's timed afterwards. You get, it starts to 30 seconds and then it goes down to five seconds where you get a rest, you get a rest, but you're always checking Mm. your pulse. And then we didn't understand Vladdy. So we just thought, all right, 60. That's, (laughs) I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty bad itself. Yeah. And then after 60, we'd have another 60. But we didn't understand Vladdy, so we we thought we were done after that. So anyway, Saturday we only had a morning thing. It was the greatest day of your life when you're done Saturday because uh-huh. we had Sundays off. But so yes. that Saturday, one of the Saturdays, um, me and I got a I had I found this bar that I could get into. So me and White <laughs> were gonna go to this bar. And, you know, we we plan our day. Like I said, it was we only got how many hours till Monday comes around. But uh, I get a call. And me and Whitey just I always remember this. We 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 got a case of Coors Light. We're we're having beers. And this was it sounds bad, but we're having beers in the afternoon, just just going. I mean, and yeah. uh I get a call and it's Lou's assistant, Marie. She's the best. But at the time you don't know her, and, and this is how Lou would get on the phone. The secretary mm-hmm. would call and say, Hey Scotty, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? Lou's on the phone. Bang put him on right there. You didn't even get a second to like whatever. Oh, you know. Yeah. And so Lou goes, Scotty, what, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you and Colin doing? And I said, Oh, nothing. We just, we just got done working out. Um, is what do you have tonight? And I said, like I said, I was 19. I finally mm-hmm. got into this bar from, you know, and, and I said, uh, Oh, we got this uh, charity event we're going to tonight some, some person's got yeah, some yeah. charity some event. we're gonna go to you know yeah. we're going to that tonight thinking that you know that you know i had no idea how lou works and he goes it'll get you out of whatever he had in mind yeah and, and once <laughs> you say charity to most human beings it's oh he's got a charity event and lou goes <laughs> he goes change of plans you're gonna go to the bruce springsteen concert tonight and i'm like fucking whitey's like 
Whitey's right there. He's like, what is he saying? What is he saying? I'm like, <laughs> you know, back then people don't know there was phones and I'm cupping the phone and I'm like, we have to go to a fucking Bruce Springsteen concert or something. <laughs> and Whitey's like, what? And I'm like, so anyway, and Lou, and I'm like, well, this charity, you know, this charity event's pretty big deal. And Lou's like, like I said, I didn't, I didn't know how Lou kind of worked. And he goes, you're going to the Bruce Springsteen concert. And he goes, you're going to get there early. And he goes, there's one thing. There's one thing I want you to watch. I want you to watch his work ethic. And I'm like, <laughs> at this, at this point in time, you know, yeah. I listen to, I listen to all kinds of music, but I, I wasn't a Bruce guy and I'm, you know, mm-hmm. Bruce fucking Springsteen. That's the last thing I want to do is go see that guy. Yeah. And anyway, he goes, no, the tickets will be there. You're going. So me and Whitey, we must have polished off, you know, that case of beer, or whatever. We we got <laughs> uh, we're we're scared of Lou, so you got to go there early. We're there early, and guys, when I tell you, you know, I, I'm new to the area. I'm new to all this. I don't like. So you guys probably grew up in big cities, whatever, and like mm-hmm. the whole continental is packed, and it's like I, let's say the concert starts at eight or whatever. We're there like six, and I mean we're talking. The whole parking lot, the Continental is packed, tailgating. We're just, you know. So anyway, we finally get in. We we snuck a couple beers, wherever. We go into this show, and uh, I see my old uh, World Juniors coach, Rob Mancini. I go up to him and say hi to him. I'm like, hey, uh, hey, coach, what's up? And he's like, what, you know, what are you doing here? Like, yeah, and, I, yeah. and I told him, and I, I was kind of like embarrassed that I was here, and I'm like, well, you know, Lou's making us come here, and he goes. You know, he's a Jersey guy and he's like, You never seen you haven't seen the boss? And I'm like, mm-hmm. No. And he goes, Gomer, this show is gonna change your life. And I'm like, Yeah, kiss my ass. You know, I'm like, Yeah, all right, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And me and Colin White for the next three hours were literally just Bruce, jamming. Bruce, bro. Yeah, and it was and, and I amazing. remember and, and and now you look back, it's kind of funny. Like that's when uh the East Street band they hadn't been together in 20 years, 1999. It's a reunion. We had, I had no clue, whatever. And yeah, I remember after that, it was like, I call Lou and I'm like, and the one thing I give you that is, you know, watch his work ethic. We're at a concert, we're banged up, but yeah, you did actually watch this guy for three hours. Like, Holy, Holy shit. This guy, this guy goes. And uh, I remember asking him, you know, Lou, that was, that was so great. Can I go see him again? So he got me tickets again, and I think I asked for tickets for like four shows in a row, but I think I only got two. And he's like, "You're not going to get like." So yeah, it, it, it was. Yeah, I became a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. Uh, I'm one of my best friends, Bobby Halik. He's good friends with Max Weinberg. We got to meet Max mm-hmm. Weinberg after. And yeah, cool. always. Yeah, I've, I don't know how many times I've seen Bruce Springsteen since, but it was. Uh, yeah, Lou was right. So it was. Uh, yeah, so we'll never forget that because we were at the Turtlebrook Inn. And the last thing I'd ever think I'd ever do is go to a Bruce Springsteen concert, and and it happened, and uh, yeah, it, it was great. Once you commit to the boss, That's you awesome. can't go back, you know. And, and it's funny because once I made it, I made the team and all that, and now you're going, to, you know, you're hanging out, you're going to, you're getting into bars and all that now and stuff. But it was funny, like you do learn, like when the jukebox was Bruce Springsteen or Bon Jovi. <laughs> Everyone's, everyone yeah, knows the words. Everyone knows the songs. Yeah. It was Jersey pride. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, and it's funny. Cause you, you, it's like anything in life, you pass it on where, you know, you'll tell someone like, Hey, if you get a chance to go see Bruce Springsteen, you got to go see him. 
and mm-hmm. I'm happy for it. Definitely. So, all right, transitioning to hockey a little bit, a little bit further. Like you're one of, you know, you're one of the rare guys who not only played for the Rangers and Devils, but was also beloved by both fan bases. So, what was it like playing for both teams, and like how different was it, you know, playing in Jersey and then obviously playing in the city? First and foremost, like you know, I grew up in Alaska. I went to. I was always, in, you know, you guys are way younger, but like the show Friends was a phenomenal yeah. classic. Like it was, it <laughs> was like literally. You strike me as a Chandler like, guy. No, no, I'm probably not Chandler. No, Joey, I'm dude, probably, what? I Joey. no, it was. Uh, it was. It was more like just anything. Like Thursday nights, it just that was the thing. Like I remember being on the road and my billets billets the people i lived with she uh yeah. linda russell had one job it was like you have to record friends it wasn't like you got to stream now or see it later in the internet so that was that's how big this thing was friends and uh but for some odd reason like all those shows that were in new york i was always i was always infatuated with new york city i was like mm-hmm. i want to be there one day i gotta get there one day i get drafted by the devils close enough and uh and yeah i mean i got the opportunity to go to new york and i i I took it i didn't realize i don't know if you realize or really care because when i made it and got to be with all these guys it was you know it's a business it's a business it's once you get in there you think that loyalty is family these guys are gonna no it's it's about you're gonna get paid you're gonna get it's money it's it's money It's, it's it's the way it is and so yeah, when I got the opportunity, there was only one place I ever wanted to play, and especially being in Jersey, you know, getting to play in the Garden. That's I, I wanted to go there. I wanted to do it. I didn't realize how maybe I was naive or, like I said, I grew up with some pretty pretty strong vets that it wasn't a big it wasn't it wasn't as big a deal to me. Where, you know, going over to the Rangers, yeah, I pissed a lot of people off, and and it's it sucks because I was actually telling the story the other day where. There was a couple, you know, there was a couple of close friends of mine on the Devils that they were, you know, they they were they were fucking butthurt about it. Like they yeah. couldn't believe I signed with the Rangers. Where my whole my whole mentality when I walked in from what the vets taught me is this is business. You get one shot at this. You get this is your one shot. You, you know, whether it's New York or and so yeah, there was a lot of people that you know got mad at me. Right. Later mm-hmm. on, do I go there? Who knows. I never regret anything, but at the same time, I didn't realize how how offended other people were that I did <laughs> sign with the New York Rangers because yeah. you know, hey, we, it was the greatest times in Jersey. It's still the greatest times I ever had just playing for the New Jersey Devils. But um, you know, I still live in the area. I still you know see people, and it's it's still a thing. Like the Ranger fans, they love you, and there's still some Jersey fans that they got over it finally, but. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was so it was it was a it was a big deal. I didn't realize it, but hey, at the end of the day, it's it, it, it's what happened. And sure as shit, obviously, your first year at the Rangers, you end up playing the Devils in the playoffs. Uh, I'm sure that kind of yeah, escalated fuck. everything too. Yeah, fuck man. I remember any athlete can say they that's who they want to play. That's who they want to play. They're lying. They're full of shit. The last thing <laughs> I wanted to play was the Devils, just because once the playoffs starts, it's a different world. It's a different mindset. You don't need no distractions, but as the season was winding down, it was like, "Oh shit, we're gonna face these guys." Uh-huh. And yeah, yeah it was. I, and, you know, I'm not gonna lie to you. It was like, "Oh man!" And, and yeah, when it happened, it was, 
it was uh but we i think back then i don't know if we played each other six or seven eight maybe eight times or whatever so it kind of got but i remember the first time i played i played against new jersey and just you know we're at the garden and i mean these are all the guys i grew up with these yeah. are all the guys and you know there was like i said it's also you do find out who's your real friend who's not and we've all made up it's it's not a big deal now but but back then there was guys that were actually mad about that and then there was other guys that were completely happy for me like this is what we play for to go to free agency but i didn't realize i offended so many people let's put it that way you know to that point too i want to touch on the free agency day also because i think it's changed a lot now also right like guys are starting to manipulate themselves into you know different situations and players are speaking up about leaving certain teams now where i feel like that wasn't a thing you know kind of in your day right like you waited till free agency and that's when you started like talking to teams but on your july 1st day can you talk about that process? Like, were you talking to anyone before? Yeah, no, have, no. It was. Have any ideas? Like, but you got to remember also, like, we grew up in a different world from the NHL. Mm-hmm. And when I say a different world, we grew up with Lou Lamarillo. The whole back back then was money and what you're getting. And you go to arbitration. I don't want to say it like that, but, you know, I screwed a lot of guys. Yeah. Meaning, yeah. I, okay, so rookie of the year, my numbers, everything were the last two rookie of the years were Samsonoff and Drury. And mm-hmm. they, I had better numbers than them, but they, whatever they, you know, they got 1.4, 1.3 million automatically. So now I'm up after my three years and, you know, the devils want to pay me like 900. And it was like, no, this is the standard. Yeah, this is where, right. yeah. And I ended up signing for like one, one, and I, and, and I am one of those guys from the devils that is proud to say that I did held out. I held out for two days <laughs> and, and now, you know, and back then Lou, you don't hold out. You no. hold out either. And, and, and people forget that there was rules where you, you had no say until you got to arbitration and arbitration, I think was like four years or five years. So you were stuck and Lou, you know, that's why it makes him one of the best. He used that like it was no, there was no, um, there was no end ground. I mean, you, hey, this is like, but I'm standing up for myself. Hey, I want this. This is what I deserve. We, we came to agreement. It was one one. I had to say, but for the net, for the future guys that were going to win the rookie of the year, I would have screwed them. The fact that my numbers were pretty good. Well, you can't get paid higher than him, but mm-hmm. just because of the fact I was with the New Jersey Devils. I always got a slide from that. Anyone that mm-hmm. came from the Devils, you got a slide from that. We're like, because no other team, no other agent could be like, well, no. Once it, once you're with the Devils, it's like you're in a different world. He, you know, it's and so yeah. I mean, we had a lockout the year before, and people forget that free agency was 31 years old. I was 26, and it's crazy to think about now. Like 31, I mean, that's you got to play a long time. You got to to, to get your freedom, and. uh we had a lockout the year we didn't play and there's like four of us. I can't remember who the other guys are, but it ended up being like the greatest thing ever because I went to arbitration. Mm -hmm. I wanted 5.5. The devils said I was worth 3.5 and I ended up getting five, but we didn't play that year, but free agency went down to 27. I was 26. So I had one year, I had one year left with the devils. And I was going to be a free agent. And that's, and, and everyone thinks assumed it was just the Rangers. No, it was 
the money actually there was probably more money with uh philly it came down to philly la and montreal and, and the rangers but uh yeah that's basically how it happened and i remember i you know uh the other teams called my mind was kind of set it was basically boiled down to those it was la and la and new york and probably philly and uh we we set camp we set base in chicago and me and my money guy my agent and yeah when it happened it happened and it was like there it is here here we go yeah but i did and call i did call i want to know how you celebrated that i did call yeah. well I, I don't remember that night let's put it that way but <laughs> uh, i did call lou you know told him and the main thing about it was i went through arbitration with him twice the second time i went yeah. through arbitration a lot of guys took arbitration personal because my first time going through arbitration with him, I think teams got like an hour and a half, let's say, of they got to talk. I mean, think about how long that is. Where an hour and a half, you get to hear that you're basically a piece of shit compared to what <laughs> they're comparing you to. And then you get to talk. And, and guys took that personal word. I, just the way I was raised by the vets, it was business. And the yeah. second arbitration we went through, Said to Lou, if you give me the, if you give me five five for two years, I'll I'll give up one year free agent. It's it's whatever. No, and I said if we go in this room, you know my dad was my agent at the time. If we go in this room, there's no negotiation during the year. Like I'm going to test free agent market because unless you know I'll give you another year anyway. And, and they changed the rules, so my second time going through arbitration was like you got 30 minutes, mm-hmm. which made more sense, but. Uh, yeah. And uh, me and Lou ended up in the bathroom taking a piss next to each other when it's all done. <laughs> and Lou was like, "This is the bad part of business." And I'm like, "I'm kind of a little mad, you know what they're what they're still comparing me about, whatever." And he he goes, "How are you getting home?" And I said, "It's just, it's Saturday. I'll never forget this." And he goes, uh, "He goes, how are you getting home?" And I said, "Well, my flight's tomorrow. You know, I'm going back to I'm going back to Jersey. I think training camp's coming up." So all the boys are back. All the boys are back mm-hmm. in, in, you know, in Jersey and Lou's like, you want to, you want to fly home tonight? <laughs> you know, you want to go on the jet? You want to go on the private yeah. jet tonight? And I was like, fuck yeah. Like, cause you know, Pando <laughs> and all the guys are going out in New York. And I was like, yeah, yeah. By the time, we'll get home by like six or seven. I was like, yeah. So that's always hard for people to understand is like, that's how, that's how business and how much respect yeah. we had for each other were. Right. Yeah. I flew home with Lou after our arbitration thing. I yeah, got dropped off at Peterborough. I was in New York city with the boys in about a couple hours, but yeah, I mean, so that's Lou taught us that he taught us the business of it. And that's one thing I always thank the guy. Like even when yeah. I signed with the Rangers, he wasn't, he wasn't mad. He wasn't, he, he understood that, Hey, this is, you know, it's business. You taught us this. And yeah. That's one thing. Uh, that's what makes him one of the best. Yeah, for sure. And and you know, I know you were only on the Rangers for a couple of years, but you must have had some crazy nights in the city. Um, even in Jersey, you know, you must have had some crazy nights in the city as well. So, can you maybe tell us about like one untold story of some crazy night you had? I'll put it this way: I'll start with New York without, City without screwing anyone. <laughs> I'll yeah, never, that's fair. That's the thing, though. I don't even. I don't even know you, little pricks. I would never sewer a hockey guy <laughs> to the. Di- yeah, even if I told you a story, I probably wouldn't give it the name. But, um, <laughs> all right. So, I make the team in New Jersey, and I'm hanging out with Lyle Oderline, Randy McKay, great vets. But I'm at a bar with these guys, 
in Jersey and they're playing Golden Tee. Meanwhile, Jay Pandolfo, Shelton Surrey, Jason Arnott, I forgot who else was in the group. Like all the young guys are going to, you know, I'm four years, four or five years younger than them, but they're, they're hanging out in New York city. Finally make the team, but I'm, I'm hanging out with these guys because I thought, and it was, if the more these guys get to know me off the ice, they're going to help me on the ice because yeah. they're going to know my personality. I was kind of loosey goosey. I mean, hockey was, hockey was fun. There was no, there was no, I wasn't one of those guys that sat in the locker room. Like I had to be joking around. I had to be right. But, but, but as soon as we stepped on the ice, it's, it's the same thing. So we get uh, my first game, get to Atlanta. And now all the older guys, you know, I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out for an NHL dinner. And that's, you're going to the best restaurants. Wine is out. Steaks. I mean, it's 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 you know. I'm just coming from juniors. So it's like holy, you know. And uh, <laughs> Jay Pandolfo grabs me and he says, "Hey, we got to talk." And I said, "What's up?" And he goes, "All right, hey, you're starting to get a rep that you're you know you're a booze guy." And I'm because I'm yeah. hanging out with I'm hanging out with the, the older guys. They're the ones that invited me. And he goes. Yeah. You know, for now on, you're coming. You're coming with us, and I'm like, "Fuck!" I've been waiting for Fuck. this moment. I've been <laughs> yeah. waiting for this moment. You know, I've been waiting for this moment. Like, do you think I want to? Do you think I want to hang out in a Jersey bar, none against Jersey or some little Jersey bar, or do you think I want to be in New York City? Yeah. And once they said that, so I forget. It was like a Saturday game. We get home. It's a Saturday game after a road game. We get home. It's like my second game in the NHL, and I'm going out with the boys now. The I'm going out with. You know, I'm going to mm-hmm. New York City. And uh, the adult table. Randy and Odie were like, hey, kid, let's go. We're going to here. And I remember, I never forget this. And Randy McKay is like a brother to me. He's like mm-hmm. a vet. And I remember going to Randy and I'm like, bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm like, I will never fucking go with you guys again. I'm with these yeah. guys now. And they just gave me <laughs> shit. But so, so we get home. It was a day game. And we get home. And we're all going to meet at Shelton Surrey's house. Well, my phone might die. I don't want that. No, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Good awareness. Well, no, I, know, I know I'm good. I hope this – all right, there we go. It's plugged in. So the guys go, all right, we're meeting at Shelton Surrey's house. And the limo's picking us up at whatever time. And they're like, you got to dress up. And I'm like, yeah, of course. You know, yeah. going to New- I'm going to New York City. You bet. And I showed up. At Shelton Surrey's house, and they all looked at me like, "Are you, are you, are you fucking kidding me?" And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> they're like, "We thought we told you to dress up." And I'm like, "I got, I'll never forget this. Yeah. I had a Ralph Lauren polo shirt that was red that had a white, a yellow stripe across it. I got <laughs> the bluest jeans ever, and I got Doc Martens because in juniors, that's that was dressed up. And these guys looked at me, mm. and they were like what the fuck and i'm like well what you guys told me to dress up I I'm dressed up. thank god pando lived and he you know he's about six six foot six one whatever but before you know it i'm wearing all black i'm wearing jay stuff like so that was another life lesson mm-hmm. and then we went to new york city and shelton surrey thank god for him we were so dialed in he was so dialed into the city where there used to be a place called life and we're talking like my first night out in the city you know, we got our own table, we had our own booth, and yeah. I'll never forget on the right, Lenny Kravitz is like right there. Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio's no right there, and I'm just like, 
what in, in like what the fuck like holy like yeah. you know what I mean? and yeah that, that was my uh that was my first night so we were dialed in with the city because of shelly and even when shelly got traded we still knew all the people we still and, and it's like anything yeah if you're a good guy you take care of people they're gonna and we didn't care like it wasn't like our table our our booth had to be in the front we're hockey mm-hmm. players just get us in we'll we'll take care of the rest and then mm-hmm. yeah and then so that's how it was with New Jersey. And then when I got with the Rangers and I think one of the first nights I went out with like Avery, I went out with Aves and like Brendan Shanahan and, and we're talking, it's a different level. It was, it was a different level because <laughs> now you're New York Ranger and it, it was, I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. The, all, all the hot spots, anything you, you're right in. And yeah, but, but at that point I can understand where if you're a young kid and you get caught up in that, it's a kiss of death where yeah. at that time I was already 27. I already didn't, I've already done this, been there. Mm-hmm. It's not, it, nothing was going to, you know, I, you. And I was always one of those guys that, you know, I'd rather hang out with the guy, whether it's a, we go to a bar at a jukebox or I, I wanted to be with the boys. I wanted mm. you know, because you know, back then, you know, 20 guys, or we, we had nights like that, but 20 people ain't getting in at certain certain some of these hot spots but i was one of those guys been there done that hey i want to be with the guys and i've always been that way yeah no that's um, definitely cool and it's you know it's it definitely uh your reputation precedes you it's, it sounds like because everyone that you know talks about you obviously says like you're one of the coolest guys to ever play the game which you know we're, we're seeing Johnny's that right now for him but he's sucking up to you no man. i'm not sucking up no, I'm, I'm not that. sucking up. it was more like <laughs> it was more like anything it was anything i ever told a young guy anything i ever told you guys and it, you know like I said, it was passed down to me. It was, yeah. you know, it's not coming from me. This is how it works. It's a, and and that's, that was another thing. You know, growing up with the Devils, it was, as everyone thought it was so strict. And we, I mean, we all laugh about that. We're like, we, we, we had probably, we had probably more fun than most teams, but we just couldn't get caught. So yeah. think about, you know, but at the same time, we also had a guy, we had guys like Scotty Stevens, Bobby Holik, Scotty, like, there was one rule. There was only one rule. You could do whatever you want. And guys were Show out up. every night. But when it comes to practice and fucking number four steps on the ice and he, you know, he had to <laughs> whatever. It is, it is, hey, you learn. Like our our practices in New Jersey, and you always say that we're, we're 10 times harder than games because the competition mm-hmm. level. And when, when, when the top guy is the hardest working guy, there wasn't – you know, there was no fooling around. You get on the ice, you're allowed to do whatever you want. Whether I got, whether I got seven hours of sleep or two hours of sleep, once you stepped on that ice, and that's that was all that anyone judged with the Devils, and that's that's why we had so much success was because no, no, that I mean, games were easy. It was practices that was that were the most competitive things ever that I've ever I've ever witnessed. That's something I also love asking like former players as well. I mean, you know, the time right now, the era of the NHL right now, everything's recorded. Guys are going out. They're constantly being filmed by anyone who's at that bar. Yes. Like, I, like you obviously must be a guy who's super thrilled that you didn't grow up in that era. Cause you know, no, you're a guy who likes- it's, it's the, the phones changed everything. Yeah. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like, yeah. it wasn't like, and like I said, I grew up with a great group of guys where it wasn't like, you're not going to get in trouble. You had too much respect for the guys. The guys that I was out with, they're looking out for you. I mean, you know, it wasn't that. But once the phones really got in and the cameras and, and it, it changed everything, it was, you know. But also, you know, if you were going to go out and let's say try to meet a young lady, 
you had to spend the yeah, whole yeah. night. You had to spend the whole night working. Where some of these little pricks, when they came in the league, there was all those sites already that they. You know, uh-huh. that, so it was different, but the phones definitely changed everything. It changed everything. It, it yeah, it, it it completely like. But and also saying that I was already well aware. I was already. You're already on edge. You were and and like Doug Gilmore was my idol, and I got to meet him. The guys surprised me. We we're in Chicago, flying in. Randy McKay, couple. They're like, "Don't make plans tonight." And I'm like, "Fuck, it's Chicago!" Like my first time in Chi Town. I had a bunch of buddies my age that were going to college there. I was like, "Man, I'm gonna go out with these guys." And I remember they were like, uh, "Nope, you you're not going out. You, you're coming with us." And back then, you had no say. All right. And I'm like, "Where are we going?" And it was the trainer. Scott Niedermeyer, Lyle Oderline, Randy McKay. And I'm like, why the hell is Needs here? Like, <laughs> Scott Niedermeyer didn't even drink. Or, wow. you know, I'm like, this is kind of weird. But we went, uh, they they surprised me, and they, they took me to Doug Gilmore's house. We had That's we had a couple of beers with Doug Gilmore, and then we all went out to dinner. And like, Because all I would do was brag about Doug Gilmore and how, like, and, and <laughs> so, awesome. yeah. So, yeah, once the cameras and all that, the phones came, I mean, it, it, it was a different ballgame. It, it changed yeah. everything. Yeah, so I have to ask, you played for two of the greatest goalies of all time in, in you know, Hank and Marty. I mean, how Price. great was that? Great. And Price, yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, how great was that for you, knowing each night, like, you guys were always in such a good position to win solely on the tending? Well, you don't realize it until uh, – I remember I was, I was at the World Cup or the Olympics. I think it was more of the Olympics. And I think we are on a power play. <laughs> and – they scored a shorthanded goal from like the blue line. And I, I wasn't on the, I, you know, my, my unit wasn't out. And I was just like, what the fuck? And I remember <laughs> Doug Wade, I think Billy Garen, cause we were on a unit together and I forgot who else. They looked at me and like, Hey, welcome to the real world. Meaning <laughs> I've been so spoiled with Marty that, that, that never happened. Like, well, you know, so it's hard for me to answer that. Cause I, that's all I knew. Like yeah. growing up with Marty, and at the same time, if you look at our, there was times where like teams, if teams got twenty shots on us, that was a big deal, right? But in saying that, people would be like, "Well, how good is Bordeaux? How dude? This guy was so good that I mean, they changed the rules for him. Mm-hmm. He was an extra D man. You couldn't really even do. dump the puck in. And this is coming from other guys that I played with, and they're like, "Gomer, you don't understand our game report was." You know, most teams, hey, dump it in, get it going. (laughs) Against the Devils, it was like, try to get it by the hash mark. Even if you don't get it solid enough, he's just going to come out. And so, and and Marty was one of the the hardest working guys in practice. And like, but Marty was like, I also got spoiled in the fact that Marty was, he wasn't a goalie. Like, meaning we all, we all joked around all, all the time during the game, before the game. Marty was one of the guys. (laughs) Where you hear yeah. stories about like Patrick Wall and other guys at Belfort, and like you couldn't even look at these guys during game day. Where mm-hmm. if you messed up on the ice, gave a pizza, something happened, did something, and they score, or even if they didn't, you know, you're going up to Marty and be like, I'm sorry. And he's like, Hey, relax. You know, yeah. Like, it was so we, I grew up with that. Hank was a little more uh, intense, mm-hmm. where, you know, he, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. We're, but 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 when you start, it all starts with the goaltending. When you know you have a goaltender out there, that that it makes your job even easier, knowing that like, okay, if someone does mess up, this this is his job. So I did get spoiled with those three guys. Like 
and and they, and they were all good guys. So yeah. it's, that also made that also helps. And that's the thing about our game. It doesn't matter how you are. It's about anything in life. It doesn't matter how you are. You can be the biggest prick. You can do whatever as long as you back it up. That's all mm-hmm. that matters. But with those goaltenders, they were hey, you, they did their job. So that was the, it. Was the least worry you ever had going into the game was worrying about those guys. MSG in the Garden loved to give it to him. Like I'm convinced that goalie chant like started with Marty. You know, so like. playing with the devils and, and being on the other side of it did marty ever say like dude they just won't fucking stop and then when you were on the rangers was it like oh this is fucking awesome no because uh here's what sucked i grew up that's all you did was watch hockey and this and mike peluso went to uh he went to college in alaska so peluso was like a god to us so mm-hmm. he's on the devils you guys are too young but when jersey and new york were playing it was it was some of the best hockey 1994, it changed our game. That series, even you know, but it was it was prime time. It was it was it was unreal. Well, that's all you dreamt about playing. You know, Devils Rangers, Devils Rangers. I think my first three years, we beat the rain. The Rangers never beat us. Yeah. So it wasn't a rivalry. We're like and stuff like that. They're, they're chanting Marty. Well, there's eighteen thousand, nineteen thousand people yelling your name. We fed off that. Pretty cool. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you got to think about it. I didn't have that. I mean, yeah, I got booed in Montreal. That's a different story. But when, when, hey, when the fans are chanting your name, how the hell, hell yeah, you're pumped up about that. I'm sure Dennis Potvin still loves the fact that, you know, but, <laughs> but no, but, and, and it was, it was, we were still the, you know, we were still the stepchild. Like, we were still, you know, the Rangers got all the coverage just now, and we were, we were a thousand times better than them. So, but that's how dialed in. That guy had alligator blood, man. There, there was nothing bothering that guy. One time, there used to be a guy around the league that would send fight tapes. You know, this is before the DVDs even came out, the yeah. VHS. And this guy would somehow always get down, and this is every team. And he gets down to our team, and he sends, uh, he he sends a Scott Stevens uh, fight tape. That guy, that guy is an animal. That guy could have been, he could have been heavyweight of the league, no matter what. Like, he, he's that whatever. And Scotty Stevens is in the garden. And I think John Cordick, I don't know if the name's right, whatever, but he fought him in the garden. And Scotty Stevens fought him left-handed and kept his glove on. And we're talking, this is a heavyweight. No one, And Scotty's in Washington. Scotty's with the Capitals. And we're all watching this tape. And we're like, holy, we all know, you know, dad. We call him dad. And Scotty's just, whatever. And all the fans, he gets in the box. And, you know, back then, if you don't throw your gloves off, you're, you know, that's the number one sin, whatever. Yeah. So all the fans are yelling at Scotty, take your glove off. Some, it, was, it was something crazy. Scotty Stevens is in the penalty box, and he takes his glove off, and he's got a cast. He has a broken hand. Oh, shit. <laughs> he's got a broken hand. And he's going around like this to the cart. <laughs> he's going around like he fought the heavyweight of the NHL with one hand, left hand. <laughs> he didn't take his glove out because he had a yeah. So that in the fans, I think gave him like a stand. And we're watching the tape. And Scotty's, you know, he he didn't want to. He kind of was like, I don't need to see it. But at the same time, yeah. we're all just like our tongues are out. Like, 
holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I mean, guys, if they're, if they're chanting your name in the stands, you got to love it. Let's put it that way. That's awesome. Uh, I, I just got one more for you, Gomer. Uh, you know, if you were in the league today, who's one guy you would just love to play with? And is, and is there another guy who reminds you a little bit of, uh, you know, a younger Gomez? The thing is, is all these guys are so good. It's a different level now. I mean, for anyone that that just, I mean, the stick, even these kids, these stick handlers, it's it's unreal. My favorite player, obviously, I'd I'd love uh, I'd love to play with Austin Matthews because mm. he's got Mexican descent <laughs> and he's one of the best. But uh, the guy I've always been a fan and the guys I've always thought was just, and maybe it's a U.S. thing, maybe it's whatever. But I've always thought like if even when I was coaching, helping out, like if I was going to show someone any information, it, it is Patrick King, mm. I, you know, him, his game. If, if, if you watch his game, even in, uh, it, it's just something that's, uh, the little things that guy does in the offensive zone. It's just, I can appreciate that. I mean, there's someone like you look, I get a guy like Crosby. I mean, right. Like LeBron James is going to break the all time scoring, scoring record, record yeah. which is, which is unbelievable to think about. But it's also like in our game, you look at these guys like we were all at one point somewhat of a prodigy, let's say, in your hometown, mm -hmm. in your hometown. But for guys like Sidney Crosby, McDavid, other like Lindros Gretzky, I mean, there's a certain, Lemieux, there's a certain list of them that like they're – we, I didn't grow up in Canada, so no one knew, but they're national prodigies as little kids. Right. Where our LeBron is Sidney Crosby. We're – we all heard about, I mean, no, this before Lemieux and Gretzky, I wasn't there, but I'm saying for my era and we all heard about this guy. We all heard, we, you know, everyone, you know, can he be that good? Could he be, you know, whatever it is, but to see Sidney Crosby and where he's come and in his career to be a, a fellow hockey player and to be a peer, you're like, Hey, that's our LeBron. Like yeah. that kid did it right. That's, like, and he's still, he's still great. He's still, yeah, and, he's sick. so that's, yeah, it's still, it's, it's kind of so, who you want to play with. I think all these kids are great. I mean, they're just, you know, it, and it's like anything you get put with certain, uh, certain guys and everyone's like, Oh my God, these two are going to tear it up. It doesn't work that way. It's, yeah. it's the chemistry. It's how can you read? And, and that's what I think makes our game so special. But I mean, all these guys, put it this way. I'd love to just, I'd love to be playing. I'd love to be playing on a fourth line with whoever right now. I mean, you're still playing, but you know, <laughs> these guys, Hey, they're all great. I will, I will kiss your ass for one second. I don't know where Cody went. I think he just might have uh, X'd out by accent or something. But I grew up, like, you know, watching Scotty Gomez in the power play, wheel behind the net, pick up the puck, and skate through everybody. Like, that's that's the Scotty Gomez, like, that I know, you know, in, in my day. And I see a lot of that in Matt Barzal today. I don't know if that's something you would consider is similar to you, but, like, just oh, the way that you guys carried the, the puck and skated up the puck. Prick, the problem with that little <laughs> prick, and I love the kid. Uh -huh. That's coach him two years. He's a friend. It's not, you know, he's a friend of mine in the center. I was coaching and and with him and you know when he finally beat me for points. What rookie right. year? Yeah. Right. No, he beats me and he's like, "I'm past you." And I was like, "All right, all right." But then I had to remind him. I'm like, "I don't know if our numbers still add up." And he's like, "What are you talking about, Gomer? I beat you the same." I'm like, "I still had playoffs. You didn't have playoffs." The problem with Matt Barzell is he is so good. So this sick. guy is so good. And I used to be on his ass, and he knows it's public. And he knows where I used to be on his ass. Where I'm like, if you learn how to pass the puck, you'd be the only one. You'd be right up there. I'm not saying 
close to him or whatever, but you'd be like number two or battling McDavid for the scoring. Yeah. That's how good this kid is. That's, I mean, when I, when watching this kid, I mean, like I said, he's a friend watching him was like, but he was also one of those guys that like, he didn't want to beat the guy once he wanted to beat, he wanted to beat the guy six times mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you only need to beat the guy once and then move the puck. And that's a point, you know, but Barzell, oh man, I, it was so fun to watch him day in and day out and, you know, getting to know him, getting to, like getting to be a, you know, not a mentor, but whatever. I mean, he still calls me when he's got his other issue problems, but, but uh, <laughs> to see that kid, to see that, that was something special where I remember seeing him. I remember grabbing the side and I'm like, dude, you don't like, you don't even know how good you are or how good you're yeah. going to be. Like, and yeah, I mean, and I, I love the kid. I, but, but yeah, he's, he's someone that you, you pay to see. He's fucking gross. I, yeah, I love watching him play. Yeah. I, I think, I don't know if we've like, while we're recording, shouted out Nate Thompson yet, but when Nate came on here, he did tell a story about how there was one face off like Rangers Islanders. And you told him like, like on the draw, like, dude, what are you doing? You're sick. Like fucking fix your hands or something. And then you won the draw clean. Did you fuck around with a lot of guys? No. And you talk shit. Like what was no, your no, it was, uh, approach to the shit top? No, it was more of uh all right. So, you know, one thing about us coming from Alaska, we, we take care of our, our own. And mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was the older guy and Nate. And, and one thing about us, we're all, we're all, you know, super proud of, I think Nate's like five years younger than me, maybe a little bit. I don't know whatever the age. So in the hockey world, that's like 10 years. So I didn't grow up with mm-hmm. these guys. I didn't, but now we start skating in the summers. Believe it or not, Nate's one of those guys, like he was an offensive guy. He found his niche turn to defensive guy played it so now i'm so proud last guy i'm with the devil still and i'm taking a face off against nate and this is back when <laughs> we're on the left side my hands are like this and nate's got his uh-huh. hand like this yeah. and i said switch your hands because <laughs> because the power and everything this the average of the physics of it's going to go like this you're going to, this is your job. Like we're taking a face off. Like this is your job. Go against me. Don't like, I can see your hands forward. I'm no, I'm no for uh face off expert at all, but I've been, I've been in the league long enough for, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to face way harder guys than me. Do not do it like this. I was like, switch your hands. You got to learn, you know, and it's just, Nate did, he did. And it just so happened. I beat him. So, but at the same time, you can ask him. <laughs> it wasn't even that. I was giving him advice. Yeah. We're legit like, dude, you, you know, it's strength. You're going against men now. Like, it's strength and strength. It's not juniors. I know what you're trying to do, but I can read what you're doing. Like, yeah, no, no. I would never. The only time me and Joe Thornton known each other since we were like 11, played against Joe. And Jumbo, we, we were never on the ice together because, you know, the top defensive guys are going against him. I wasn't out there. <laughs> But me and Jumbo are on the ice because we're at we're we're visiting, so they're throwing their line against our line. Me, Eliash, and we're, mm. and me and Jumbo were like, "All right, we'll just switch every face off. You win this one, I'll win that one." <laughs> no word of a lie. So now it gets that's to amazing. I think it's like two to two. We have an offensive face off, and you know it was like three minutes to go. It's your turn. Jumbo, it's my turn. My turn. And Jumbo's like, mother, yeah. And 
and it, yeah, he let me win it because that was our it didn't yeah and so there was a lot you know but face-offs i mean hey nate two years later i have probably no chance against nate thompson in a face-off mm-hmm. and it had nothing to do with me but that's how good he got but but yeah, yeah. i wasn't like now what i would i've said that to someone else if i knew them yeah probably but no i would never say that i want i want to win it but it was nate it was a fe- uh, fellow alaskan and I'm like, and like I said, we don't know each other that well at, at that point. And I'm like, hey, turn your stick over. Like, and then after the game, even though I did beat him cleanly, that's the best part. Like, <laughs> that's what he said, yeah. game, we met up after and I was like, I explained to him. I was like, hey, I wasn't doing like, like you got it. Don't, you know, you're not there yet. Like yeah. when you got older, then you can go with your forehand. You're a rookie. You're going against, you're going to like stick with this. It's still, it's still, it's still the odds of that. And yeah, I mean, that's. I'd be an asshole if I didn't tell that to a fellow Alaskan. Yeah, no, for sure. And, uh, you know, I know we've been going here for a pretty long time. I just got like one last one or, or I told you guys probably... you guys as long as you want, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Cody, you good on time? Uh, no, I got, I got to jump in a minute, but, uh, you can ask your last one. Okay. I just wanted to know, like you said, you've always dreamed about playing in New York when you were a kid, watching friends, watching TV movies, you know, you were infatuated by New York city. Yeah. Was there one moment where you're like skating around and warm up or, you know, even the playoffs where you're like, Holy fuck! Like this is just even more than I ever could have imagined. What it's like? It's like for anyone, the dumbest question you ever got from people was like, "What's a what's it, you know? Is the garden ice that bad?" <laughs> yeah. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, motherfucker! Have you ever played in Madison Square Garden? It doesn't matter if it's snow on there. You're playing at the garden. The yeah, lights. Yeah. It's, it's it's a it's a mecca of the world. It's capital. And so always playing in MSG was a big deal for everyone. Like it it always was. And then when I was a ranger. It's still, but when playoffs, and that's the best part of it, you know, that's the only part. It's 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 playoffs, and to play those first, you know, to play my first couple games in New York, in playoffs, it boys, it was wow, like the crowd, the fan. I mean, it just it was, you know, not taking nothing away from any other team I played for in playoffs, but the Garden. I mean, I do remember like playoffs. It was it was just it was a different it was a different it, it was a different thing. I mean, just it's something you'll never forget. It's some, it's something you always uh, take pride in. But yeah, to play in the Garden and uh, to play in MSG during playoffs. I mean, just warm ups. Like warm ups are the greatest thing about hockey. The best. It really is. It really is. <laughs> Even as a kid, when you yeah. got to go to an NHL game and you music's got to, bumping. You 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 know most people. Oh, the game doesn't start to this. You want to see warm ups because you're seeing guys. You know, it's a time you're just. You're messing around with other guys. You're everyone's got their own routine, but it's it just it. You know, guys are helmets. Are, it, yeah, warmups were warmups where it's at. That's all I wanted to do. I never, I never like you know. I obviously dreamed of playing in the NHL, but all I wanted to do was take warm up at the Garden. Like this, that's all. Like it, it really, it, it's it's yeah. It, it is a special thing. Well, any any NHL rink, but any NHL rink, it's all great. But in saying that, it's still MSG, man. The lights yeah. are still different. The lights are still different. Everything about that. I mean, you know, even walking, walking to the rink, walking to go on the ice, there's just big posters and, you know, frame pictures of how many rock stars, how many people have, you know, yeah, it's the Mecca. It's, it's the, it, it definitely is. It, it'll always be, you still walk in there. You know, I don't go to hockey. I don't go to game. Next game, mm-hmm. same thing. It's, it's the same thing. The lighting's different. It's, it's MSG. Okay. I promise this is the last one. I know. All right, I got to Love yeah, I know you, Scott. Scott. You're the man. Thank you. Good host you are. Fuck. <laughs> That's epic. Um, 
obviously you're a guy that can talk shit, shoot the shit. Was there any uh, any player that ever like rattled you or like kind of got you, you know, a little bit of wires crossed? Yeah, and it's funny because at this point, no, you know, if you're gonna talk shit, you gotta you gotta. And I grew up, mm-hmm. I grew up with Hall of Famers that like talking shit, like you know, Jim McKenzie ran the room, and you know, to go against him to start BSing whatever. So on the ice, yeah. But I do remember uh, Max LaPerriere, and he's yeah. a good friend of mine. But Lappy was a guy that, like, oh, my God. Like, like <laughs> dude, this guy yeah. doesn't shut up. Like, you know, and you don't even know if he knows English at this point. But it was one of those, like, yeah, he, you know, yeah, Lappy. Lappy was good. Lappy could get under guys. Uh, Otter, Steve Ott, mm-hmm. he's a great friend of mine now. And it's, it's, it's funny because it's like anything. No one understands, like, the most people you hate when you're playing against them, those are the best teammates when you when you finally get yeah. to play with them or get like like those. Yeah, but Otter was good. Otter was good. Uh, Otter could say shit, and you know it just it, for some odd reason it would get you know it just was nonstop. And and you know, Aves, I, I saw it firsthand. Aves got under Aves got under a lot of people's skin, and mm-hmm. you, you know he's your teammate now, and you're like God, just you know. You're almost like to him, like shut up, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> but no, but I mean, yeah. There was guys, and yeah, there was guys that, uh, and and most guys that were like that, they dropped the gloves in a second. So unless you're gonna really stand up for yourself, and which never happened, but yeah, yeah most of the guys that were good at back then that could tell oh they could drop the gloves with a heartbeat with them and so that's why they got away with a lot of it. And do you think that's like non-existent in today's game anymore? Because I know. think they, the only thing is like. It's like when Wilson hit. I forgot yeah, it was a range, and, Aaron, and, and I was Aaron, at yeah. I was at my golf course. Whatever, I forgot where I was at. And everyone's like, "Wow, that was a huge brawl." Whatever. Back in the day, when there was a, when something happened, everyone dropped their gloves. Yeah. And it wasn't that you were gonna fight. It was like I gotta grab onto someone. Like I have to grab on. Like like you know I don't know if this guy's gonna try to swim. So yeah, it's changed. I mean, is it for the better? the game is better than anything it's ever been mm-hmm. the, the skill in these guys, but you know, let's face it. People, people still love to come into the game and uh, you know, th- it's different when like, you know, when Ty Domi was on the ice, he's policing. You know? Yeah. When you had these guys, Jim McKenzie is different. It's a different game. It's, it's uh, you know, I, I think you get a lot, you get away with a lot more today. Just the fact that you're not going to have to deal with the consequences. Like yeah. back when I played in the beginning and, you know, half my career, like, yeah, certain guys on the ice. Yeah. You're, you're not, you're not talking anymore. You're kind of, you know, he's out there for a reason and, and yeah, that got away, but is it good? Is it bad? Who knows? I mean, you know, you know, fans still love a good fight. Every, everyone does, but at the same time, I mean, you know, who's to say, I mean, it's, it's offense now it's, it's goals. Mm-hmm. It's, it's skill. I mean, it's, you're never gonna have it, you know. It's always gonna be half full, half half empty. Like it's it's whether you like it or not. And even then, like I actually do remember. I think it was like you and Lemieux against Leach and Tim Taylor, like Rangers Devils, right? Like like Brian Leach was a guy who was like well, uh, Norris Trophy winning defenseman. Like, well, here's here's my first. first I promise I'll let you go after this. I just you know that no, just came no, to my no. head. Like I said, kiddo, fuck, don't. I'll go when I want to go. <laughs> Put it that way. It's your show. You I'll interview me after. I mean, no, no one would watch. What the fuck would I want to interview you for? What would I say to you? Hey, why did you wear that orange sweater? Like, or whatever. Like, it's red. Uh, it's like salmon. Whatever. 
So my first Ranger Devils game, we're playing at uh, the Continental in Jersey. Mm-hmm. ESPN game, big night. It's, you know, it's, it's, and I got in trouble. I got in trouble the day, I got in trouble uh, that morning skate. First time against the Rangers. I'm on the team. I'm doing well. So, you know, I, I kind of got my swag going. Yeah, you're feeling and yourself. Yeah. I grabbed the puck. It's after pregame skate. So there's only, I don't know how many guys are still on the ice. And uh, us growing up, one of the biggest calls ever was by Gary Thorne was like, yep. Mark Messier said he would get a hat trick or said they would win the game. He has now picked up the hat trick. John McLean center for the empty net. Mark Messier, do you believe it? Do you believe it? He said we will win game six. He has just picked up the hat trick. And me being that dumb back then, <laughs> I grabbed the puck and I and I started saying it. He has now said they won the game. He has now picked up the hat trick. And I started shooting the puck where Messier was at, yeah. trying to hit the empty net. And I missed it like three times. So I had to say it, <laughs> you know, the fourth. And Randy McKay grabbed me, took me over to the boards, basically pinned me up. <laughs> it was like, don't you ever fucking say that again. And I'm like, and it's Randy McKay, and I'm like, yeah. Uh, and he's like, I was there. They he was lost on the devil, that game. Right? Yeah, he was there. Yeah, they lost, and I, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Until you get older and you realize like the, the the losses, and and I'm like, oh man. But that's all we ever did as a kid. He now said he, you know, we'd all just do that, and so I'm doing it actually in the rink that it happened. Randy, mm-hmm. so we we play the Devils that, or we play the Rangers that night, and. uh I'm telling the guys, all through, I'm like, I played in the WHL. You have to be tough. I'm like, I'm tough. I'm tough. And every guy knows <laughs> I'm fucking not. But I'm like, yeah. I'm tough. I'm tough. <laughs> so anyway, if you watch the video, me and Tim Taylor, we kind of hit each other as a scrub. Leachy's in there. Now, Brian Leach, sorry. I'm a U.S. <laughs> hockey player. That's my. I ain't touching Brian Leach. Uh-huh. Even if I had a chance to rock Brian Leach, it was just head was never down. I ain't touching Brian Leach. Like I'm like that's how big an idol this guy is to me. I you know no way. And and then I got to meet him. He's the best. But anyway, mm-hmm. I was eight. Hey, I ain't touching Brian Leach. But Leachy gets into a scrum with Lemieux. In the front, Tim Taylor grabs me, or we kind of, and I start. You know, I'm all wired up. Yeah. And me and Tim Taylor, he drops the gloves, and I'm like, oh my wow. god, like <laughs> shit. Yeah. So I drop mine and. Tim Taylor's got me, you know, he's got me. And I'm, I'm sitting there like, and next thing you notice for some odd reason, oh my God, like I just start pumping him. Like just, mm-hmm. if you want, I mean, I, he, I'm just, fans are going crazy. I'm, 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 I mean, I'm beating the fuck out of this guy. <laughs> and so, you know, we get separated, you know, you do the elbow thing right away. You're yep. going to the box. Yeah. But the best part was, was, there was only like two or three minutes left to go in the period. So I, I get, you know, I get taken off and I'm in the locker room and I'm just, I'm revved up. I can't mm-hmm. wait for the guys to come in to let them know that. Like yeah. I told you, you I was back. tough, this and that. Yeah. And so the boys start walking in and they're all older. So a lot of them didn't know the movie Friday or who wants some of Devo? Yeah. Who wants some of Devo? It's, it's one of the classic lines ever. Did you watch ice cube? Friday, the movie Friday. And I'm like, who wants some of Devo? Who wants some of Devo? And I'm like walking around the room. I'm like, who I told you. Now. 
And the boys are just looking at me and everyone starts laughing. Everyone's laughing. And I'm like, the fuck are they laughing about? Like, yeah. they're not taking it serious. And so, of course, my corner was Bobby Holly, uh, Randy McKay. I go to Randy. Finally, I'm like, hey, why is everyone laughing? Like, I thought mm-hmm. I just, you know, and he's like, this is my moment. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you don't know what happened. And I'm like, no, and he's dying laughing. And I'm like, Randy, I told you I was tough. Didn't you just see what happened? Lyle <laughs> Oderline came over to Tim Taylor and grabbed his arm. So this poor, this poor guy had one arm, and it gave me enough. For, yeah, so I basically fought a guy with one arm, and, yeah. and and got him. Yeah, so I mean, me and Tim Taylor laughed about that after, but it was one of those where I had to sit there in the room and be like, oh, <laughs> like, like, yeah, and, and, you know. Because here I thought I here I thought I mopped the guy up and I fought a guy with one arm and it just yeah, yeah. so you know well you did beat the shit out of Kovalchuk that was fair no I no no <laughs> um, I don't think I ever beat a I I knocked the guy out in junior and it was one of those hail mary left and I oh, hit him really? yeah but besides that I never uh, no the fighting was uh, not your thing yeah you learn well you just learn like one of my first games against Darcy Tucker. He was talking so much shit. And me and him, he was still with Tampa. And me and him going at it, and we get we get penalties. And in the in the penalty box, we are talking shit back and forth to each other. And I'm like, he goes, I'll meet you right there afterwards. And I'm like, I'll be there. Like I said, I'm new to the <laughs> NHL. I'll prove anything. I ain't going anywhere. Like, you know, it, we're at the Continental. And he's like, and, you know, I'm pretty good with my mouth. So I'm probably mm-hmm. saying stuff that's pissing I him off. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. And he goes, I'll be right there. You know, and I said, let's go. And as soon as we stepped on the ice, he's ready. Lyle Autoline, thank God for Odie. Odie comes in. He fights Darcy Tucker in front of me. And Darcy Tucker holds his own against Lyle Odoline, which is a killer. And yeah. I remember sitting there going, holy shit. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I would have got killed. I would have got killed. <laughs> I would have got killed. I would have, like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, and so it's a life lesson. You learn right away. Like, you're playing against men, man. You ain't, you know. But, like, one of the one of the best fighting stories was, um, uh, I think Mike Motto's with the, one of my close friends. Mike Motto is with the Rangers, I think. Are we at the, yeah. He's at, and so a big Big mayhem starts out, and me and Mots nice. grab each other. We're, we're we're roommates at the World Juniors. We grab each other, and Mots goes, "Hey, let's make it look good. Let's make it look good." <laughs> so me and yeah. Mots are just acting like we're his Mots would kill me. Mots would beat me up in a second, but we are mm-hmm. acting like we are. And Billy McCreary, one of the refs, comes up to us like, "Hey, knock it off!" And we're like, "Hey, we're just joking." Like, <laughs> and, and and Billy goes fuck off and he just goes he skates away but yeah but the, the fans in front of us you know the fans in front of us are just like wow like they're getting their money's worth yeah. we're acting like we're just we're like we're almost like biting each other we're just acting like we're and meanwhile we're trying not to laugh like but we're yeah mm-hmm. so it, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of in, in stuff people wouldn't know that goes on back in the day when when uh you know yeah you, you hey man you're on the ice in the nhl you if you can't have a good time, you ain't doing bad. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Like 
I, I think a lot of fans now they just like they take the game so seriously and like it just does not have nah, to be that way. Having. That's good. And, and hey, and the whole point is like I remember talking to guys that played during the bubble during the pandemic. Yeah. And I mean, you hey, what makes the game, what makes everything is the fans. The fans. Like, yeah. And then we all grew up as kids, and we all get to a certain point where like me growing up in Alaska, I got lucky because we had to play for our high school team. You play with your regular team. After two months, you got to play for your high school, and now you're playing against. Your, and that's when all the student body, everyone's coming to games. It's pa- It's the first time you're playing in front of people. Fans make the mm-hmm. game. It, it is. It yeah. is what it is. You don't. You know. It, whoever denies that, you can. No one likes to play in front. It's, it's the fans. <laughs> that's why. That's yeah. why they're so special. I mean, you know, fans are what what made us. No, it's 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 true. And um, you know, before I do let you go, I guess is there anything you want to talk about, like what you're currently doing, like anything you want to plug? I know you did. Uh, uh, what was the the YouTube show called? Scotty goes. Oh, that was Scotty Gomez. Yeah, that was a while ago. That was during the pandemic. I don't know if they'll mm-hmm. come back. People kind of want them to come back. I but, mean, you're uh, a media no, star. Like you gotta be doing something. I feel like, right? Nah, you know. I've seen you on uh, MSG before doing the the yeah, betting yeah, show. You know, they they asked me to come on. I'll do that. Uh, um, I'm involved with Elevato Two. It's uh, you know, company based at Tori Mitchell, Swaggy P. It's a company based out of Vermont. We build little rinks small rinks for for kids these days it's a great product it's a great uh that and i'm also involved with party can pre-made margaritas cosmopolitans old fashioned yep. but uh no as far as that just uh you know still trying to find the way man it's it's like you say to everyone it's uh you know retired life it's not what it's cracked up to be keep keep busy it's the only advice you give to people it's say you know because but uh hey the game was great to me it was great to me and my family like you know, got no complaints. Well, thank you, Scotty. You, said, you know, you can tell you can tell how bored I am. I'm on your fucking show. Whatever this, is. <laughs> <laughs> wherever the other host, the other host had to go. Jesus Christ, <laughs> he hated you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, no, Scotty, seriously, this was awesome, and, and thank you so much. So for wait, what this. did Valley say? Well, I'm gonna end the recording, and I'll and I'll shoot the shit with you after. Oh, okay. Well, you mean that means I gotta stay on with you? What the fuck? <laughs> We want to thank Scotty Gomez once again for joining the show. I'm still laughing thinking about that interview. It was so fucking funny. Um, we're not going to do a draft this week. We're just going to talk about the three games this week for the New York Rangers, kicking it off Wednesday in Vancouver, a 10 p.m. puck drop, Friday, a 9 p.m. puck drop in Edmonton, and then a back-to-back on Saturday in Calgary, a 10 p.m. puck drop there. Mm-hmm. Cody, let's go into the game against Vancouver. We just saw the Canucks in New York. What are your thoughts on that game on Wednesday night? Yeah. Um, big thanks to Scotty, first of all. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you said it last week. I'm sticking with it this week. They they better kick the shit out of the Canucks. I, I think it's it's got to be a convincing win. Um, you know, I don't care that they're away. I think they need to focus and just beat these ba- beat up on these bad teams. Uh I think they will. So I'm going to go with four to one Rangers. I agree. I I like that a lot. And I think they're going to be very well rested. Um, You know, after playing, like we said, four games last week um, or yeah, this past week, I I like the four to one Rangers pick. I I don't know what they're going to do about goalies this week. Obviously Halak's been playing pretty well and has earned his time. And the more rest we can get Igor, the better Halak played in Vancouver. I could see him getting this start on Wednesday. Uh, which I don't mind because I'd love to have obviously Igor start against Edmonton on Friday and have him be very well rested for that. I'm going to say 
four to I, I like four to one, honestly. I'm gonna agree with you there. I, I like that. Okay. I think I think Igor is starting Wednesday and Friday, and 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 they'll have Halak start on Saturday. That's probably a good prediction. I just we played, you know. we played the Oilers already and lost, right? Yeah, was that, that was the time? the three nothing comeback in the third right, period. Right. And that was Halak, yeah. wasn't it? Wasn't Halak in? So I think I think they're gonna I'm not sure. I think it was. I think Halak was in there. I don't know, but all I know is I'm excited to see what Truba does to Drysaddle after that uh that whole stick thing. You remember that when Drysaddle skated by Truba and knocked the stick out of his hands when he went down the line? Yeah, yeah. Let's see if you're that's retaliate. gonna be a fun fucking game. What do you think? What's your thoughts on the Oilers game? Every single time we play them, it's a high scoring affair. Yeah. I don't anticipate that to change. Um, I'm going five three Rangers. I think I, I think we're gonna get some revenge. I was thinking six four Oilers. You think Eagles? I mean, I think that's six goals. I think that's the game. Well, it could be five with an empty netter. I think that's just the game where the Rangers, you know, the winning streak kind of stops. I think Edmonton's been pretty good lately. Uh, McDavid, gotcha. especially, obviously. Um, yeah, I'm going six four Oilers there. And then Saturday night in Calgary, I like the Rangers' odds. That's going to be a fun fucking game also after what we saw last week with the Rangers-Calgary game with Kadri and all that nonsense. So that'll be a fun one. I'm gonna. That's a must-watch. Um, I'm going to say for that one, I'm going to go – I feel like it's going to be a little more low-scoring. I'm going to say like 3-2, and I'll, I'll go Rangers in that one. Okay. Uh, I'm, I like that score. Um, I was actually thinking 2-1, to one. Um, but – yeah, yeah. You know, let's stick with two to one. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to go Rangers as well. I'm going three and zero this week. Uh, I think it's clear Oilers will obviously be their big test this week, but yep. I do think they're going to have that that shitty comeback loss on their mind. I do think they're going to have that on their mind, and this is a different team than that was. So, mm-hmm. you know, I I I think they're playing really, really, really good hockey, and and I don't anticipate that to stop. Yeah, no, it should be a fun week. A lot of fun games. Late night puck drops. So hopefully everyone stays up and stays up and watches. Oh, also no. want to wish everyone a, a happy early Valentine's Day. I'm sure Cody has something planned up his sleeve. I'll be in Minnesota. Um, nothing Valentine's Day wise for me. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm doing uh, a lap with a member on the wild for Bleacher mm, Report. You could just so. say you could just say Zuccarello. That'd be cool. No, I don't know who it is yet, honestly. So um, stay tuned for that, people. Um, um, nice. Yeah, that's all. That's all uh, I've got. I hate the West Coast trips, dude, so much. They're the actual worst. Um, I don't yeah. mind because I'm a late night guy. So, but that's gonna wrap it up for this week. We'll have another episode coming next week. As always, we love you guys. And Cody, send it off. LFGR, baby. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.